Hey, this is Michael Scobie. We're so honored that you're tuned into our podcast today. Whether you're part of our Vibrant Church family in person or online, I want to encourage you to connect with us on social media. Just search Vibrant HTX on all social media markets. You can also go to VibrantHTX.com to hear about things going on, connect with a life group, or even get to know some of our pastoral team. We pray this message inspires you, challenges you, and helps you make your next step in following Jesus. Let's jump into the message. All right, Vibrant Church, how are we doing this Sunday morning? Are you glad to be in the house? Let me tell you what, give it up for yourselves. Look at this crowd. This is awesome. Come on, glad you're here. Uh, my name is Michael. I have the honor and privilege of serving this church as lead pastor with my wife, Carmen. And uh, we're just so thankful that you made church part of your Sunday. It is officially summertime. Amen. Anybody summer is your favorite? That's me. That's me. I, it is officially summertime, and I'm so glad uh, that you are here. We've got a wonderful day uh, planned for you. A few things I don't want to tell you about before we dive into the Word. Um, number one, uh, give it up for our merch team. we got brand new merch today. You're going to want to check it out. We've got short sleeve shirts, long sleeve shirts. We've got women's shirts, kids' shirts. We even got shorts this time. I mean, like we're going next level it's wonderful. So go check it out. Our merch team is standing by after service and can't wait to serve you. Um, you know, as a pastor, my favorite thing to do is develop leaders. And uh, that's, that's what my job is. That's what I live for. That's why we planted this church is to develop people into their God-given purpose and calling. And along the way, we've had the opportunity to a little bit invest in a young leader that is going to make a tremendous difference this summer. And uh, she's actually here this morning. She's leaving um, after church today. And and so, uh, Taylor, why don't you go ahead and stand up real fast. Uh, stay standing. So Taylor's going to be investing in, uh, in a youth camp. Uh, that our students are going to be going for, going to, called YFN, Youth for Nations, Youth for the Nations, and uh, that she has the opportunity to literally invest in hundreds of kids on an individual basis. And I don't know about you, but youth camp was so transformative for me spiritually. Uh, I, you know, I believe in youth camp. Anybody? I, I believe in youth camp. It's spiritually transformative. And so, what I want to do really quick, if you just kind of take your hand, I want you to extend your hand toward her. We're going to pray for her right quick. Can we do that, church? Lord Jesus, I pray that you would touch Taylor as she goes. God bless her. Give her favor, protect her. God, give her the words to say as she's doing ministry. Give her wisdom and understanding as she goes. Lord, bless her. Let her make a difference. Let teenagers' lives be changed because of the words that she says, because of the impact and the influence that she has. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. Give it up for Taylor. It's a wonderful season at this church. I, I told our dream team before church today is that uh, two years ago, we had just got the key to this building and we met with our launch team right in this warehouse before it looked like this. And we prayed over this, uh, over this two years ago. And now two years later, we got the key uh, to our building next door. And we took, yeah, we went and we prayed over our building next door. And I just wanna kind of give you guys a little family update on what's going on with the building. Y'all cool with that? All right, so, uh, we, have, uh, we are working right now with the architects. They are one week into a one-month drawing process of getting our plans and getting the MEP done for that. Uh, very, very exciting stuff. And then at that point, we will hire a contractor and get permits and move forward. Praise God. Uh, but that being said, uh, we got our first 3D renders of what our worship center is going to look like. Y'all want to see them? Yeah. Uh, that wasn't good enough. 
I don't think I want to see him. I don't, I don't, I don't think I want to see him. Do y'all want to see him? Okay. All right. All right. Well, they're going to put it up there anyway. I just work here. It don't matter. I, I, so this is what our worship center will look like. Go ahead and give me the next one. Give me the next one. Look at that. Come on. Come on. Give me another one. Give, and another one. Look, look at that. Come on. We will have the opportunity to seat 350 people in our worship center. Which, if our growth continues on the pace that we're at, will last us a year and a half. So praise God for that. All right? Awesome, awesome, awesome. That being said, uh, you know, with... Uh, first of all, thank you so much for giving. Thank you for tithing continually, your faithfulness in tithing and offering. Um, at, as we continue to build this building, we want to stay true to our roots, uh, which is from the beginning of this church, uh, more than 10% of what came in always goes out to missions. And part of that missions uh, operative is today uh, we have a, a man that is here that I've gotten to know, and I don't know where he's at because I can't. Uh, all right, where's Moses at? Uh, Moses, my buddy. Come here. Just come up here. Come up here. Come on. Come on, come on. Moses, I got to meet Moses. He came and he actually found us online and he checked us out and he came to hang out with us. And, uh, and he's, been, he's actually a missionary to Africa. Incredible man, incredible man. His dad planted churches in Africa. He's planting churches in Africa, making difference, building schools in Africa, changing people's lives. And here's the thing is we met with him and we invested in his mission. And so he just got back and he said, hey, Pastor Michael, I want to show your church what they did. And so why don't y'all check it out on the screen right now? Yes, sir. We are Heavenly Bridge Ministries. We are a Jesus-loving ministry working to impact lives among our people in Uganda. We act as a bridge, sending supplies and funds to provide relief, education, clean water, and so much more to Uganda. Our stateside team works to support our founder Moses and his family, to raise awareness, partner with churches, and grow Heavenly Bridges' reach and effectiveness. Our Uganda team works tirelessly to do the feet on the ground ministry to our widows and orphans, digging water wells, training pastors, running our trade school, and anything that God may have for them to do. Our trade school provides classes for basic skills so that young men and women can be self-sustained. It is a daily reality for young women to be coerced away from their homes to a life of modern day slavery. Heavenly Bridge wants to help provide another way, another reality for their lives. Our widows and orphans can thrive with the support that you provide to them with your monthly donations. They receive food and support, and the children are provided with education. Our water wells provide clean drinking water to the villages and prevent disease from spreading. We are so excited to begin setting up the Legacy Center, which will be a place for pastors to train and receive ongoing education virtually from the states. We can't wait to see what God has in store for Heavenly Bridge Ministries. We hope that you will join us. Come on, that's awesome. You're making a difference, church. You're making a difference. Awesome. Give it up for Moses right now. Go visit his table and go connect with him. This guy is awesome. So, oh, thank you, Moses. I love you, Bubba. I love you. Man, this is great. So much great, so many great things happening at Vibrant Church right now. Um, I, you know, I'm gonna, we're going to dive into the Word today, and you know, I'll be honest with you, i got to remember how to preach. I hadn't preached in three weeks, so I, got, I, I, so I may need some help, so we're just going to practice. Can y'all say amen? amen? 
Y'all, I mean, y'all say, oh, me? Don't say that too much, okay? Don't do that, all right? We're going we're gonna to dive into the Word, guys. I got something burning in me, okay? So you're just going to have to forgive me. If you're a guest, I would love to tell you it's not always like this, but it is. Uh, so uh, <laughs> I'm glad that you're here. Uh, we're diving into week one of a series called Kingdom Code. I'm fired up, and I got a word for you today. Um, there are times in life that we just need to reset. There are times in life that we just need to reset. We need to be reminded why we do what we do as a church. Why we are who we are. Why does Vibrant Church exist? Let me set it up this way, that there's a lot of talk about culture. Culture, right? It's a buzzword right now. Uh, Cancel culture and all of that, but that's a different series. I won't dive into that uh, too much. But uh, this, this series is not like culture is going to hell in a handbasket type series, okay? This is not that type series. I want to go at this a little bit differently, okay? But culture is a set of beliefs, ideas, values, practices, and behaviors. But the key thing that you have to know is that everything has a culture. Say that with me. Say, everything has a culture. Everything. Family, your family has a culture. Your family has a culture. Your marriage has a culture. Y'all get up a certain way, y'all go to bed a certain way, y'all kiss before good Your marriage has a culture, right? Sports fans have a culture. They have a culture, right? Texas has a culture. That's right. That's what Texas culture is about. A bunch of bearded men going, yeehaw. That's that, that, that's, that's the culture. See, moving here, I didn't know the Texas culture thing. I'm from Louisiana. Um, and, and so I just knew that it was a really big state, uh, but I found out that nobody loves Texas like Texans. Not the Texans. Nobody likes the Texans. Um, I, I, that's a different sermon. Uh, but one thing I'll never understand about Texans, and we just gonna have to talk this out as a church right now, just kind of have a family meeting. I am one, I is one, so I can talk about this. Um, can, we, can we talk about it for a moment? Whataburger. It's not good. It's not good. It's like they unloaded a Cisco truck and was like, here, it's from Texas. Like, that's, I'm gonna get canceled right now. Somebody else come preach. Help me, help me. Y'all, Texas is just different. Texas is different. Y'all got your own pledge to your own flag. I grew up in Louisiana where we picked the ugliest bird in the world, the pelican, and was like, hey, that'd be nice for a flag. (laughs) Right? We don't pledge to the flag. I learned that barbecue isn't barbecue without brisket. I learned that. Where where does the brisket come from? I still don't know. Don't tell me because it'll ruin it. Don't don't you tell me. There is never a bad time for Tex-Mex food. Dinner, lunch, breakfast. Somebody brought... Somebody brought tacos for breakfast. I'm not lying. Today. Midnight snack. Weddings. Funerals. I like tacos. That's it. That's the answer to everything, right? Now, if you're from here, it comes natural, right? But an outsider needs to be warned. We got a lot of people that moved in here from other places. Y'all need to warn some people. You know what I'm saying? Y'all got to warn. Like, everything has a culture, Everything has a culture. Let, let me set it up this way. Dating. 
You go home to meet the parents and you sit there before you go into the house and you're like, let me warn you for a moment. Before we go in, this is what not to say to set off my daddy. Don't talk about Dr. Fauci. Don't, don't mention it. Now is not the time to talk about emails, okay? All right? Here is what not to say to my mama. Don't talk bad about her cooking. I'm telling you, just be over. You know what I'm saying? There is a set of ideas, unspoken or spoken, a culture, beliefs, behaviors of how this works, whether it's Texas or your family or sports fandom. It's the same with the kingdom of God. There is a culture. There is a code. There is a kingdom code. It has its own set of values. It's unique and particular. This is a value series, okay? This is where we get back to the basics in the season of who we are as a church. You wanna know what kingdom living is about? Don't miss a week in this series because in this season, we're building a building, but the thing that you've got to know is that we're not here to build castles. We're here to build a kingdom, We are not here to build castles. Buildings will get bigger because there will be more people, but we are here to build a kingdom. Buildings are a vehicle to build the kingdom, amen? That is why we do what we do. The thing that you need to to know today walking into this is that we are citizens of another kingdom. We are citizens of another kingdom. Place. That's the first thing that you've got to understand as a believer. I am not from here. I am not of this world. My future is not in this place. Therefore, my hope can't be in this place. You've got to understand that. I was born here physically, but I was born again into another country, another kingdom. That kingdom has a culture and a code that's all its own. See, Michael Wayne Scobie was born on a military base, but I was born again into another family. See, I can't keep blaming the culture I was born into when I've been born again into another culture. My dad always had this alcohol problem, so it just come natural. No, when you were born again, you got a new daddy. And that daddy don't have an alcohol problem. Well, I've always struggled with pornography. My kid, I, I mean, I saw it when I was 12 years old. And I never, no, when you were born again, you got a new daddy. And that daddy doesn't struggle with pornography. That daddy doesn't struggle with alcohol. That daddy doesn't struggle with sin because he's a perfect spotless lamb. My God, I wish y'all preached with me today. I told y'all I was fired up. I warned y'all about it. This is y'all's fault. You don't come from a line of divorce. You were born again. You don't come from that heritage. That's why I believe that generational curses don't, they do not exist in the kingdom of God, in the house of God. They do not exist. There may have been a curse on you, but when you give your life to Jesus and you come up out of the water of baptism, you are born again. And the word of God says there is blessing in this family. It's different. See, your name is changed and you are new. Your name has changed. You are brand new. See, we find this in Philippians 3, verse 20 through 21. It's one of my favorite portions of Scripture in the whole Bible. It says, but our citizenship is in heaven. 
and we eagerly await a savior from there, not from here. From there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. See, my first allegiance today is to the kingdom of God. That's my first allegiance. As a citizen of heaven, we have a culture or a code that is unique to us, that is unique to the church, that is unique to the kingdom I'm not telling you that you shouldn't be thankful for our country. I believe in the U.S. of A. I, I love our country, but I don't worship our country. There's no country like it in, in the world. I just got to tell you, we, we should be thankful for our country. But my first allegiance has nothing to do with who is ever in the White House, but who owns this house. It could be Uncle Joe or Donnie T or Pepe Le Pew. I don't care. My loyalty goes to this house, not that White House. I don't care what they call themselves. This, this kingdom of God has its own code, its own way of doing things that is just different. You know, I, I, I firmly believe it's like, it's like Chick-fil-A. It's like God's perfect chicken. Sent straight from the Lord. See, Woodland's Chick-fil-A, they know me by name. Not only that, they know me by my vehicle. They can see me from away. They say, they know my order. It's that number two with no pickle because I'm not a terrorist. I may be stepping on some toes here, but, I'm... but let me change the game for you. You got to get that thing well done. Can anybody amen that? You got to get that thing well done. You got to get them fries well done. Nobody like no soggy fries. You got to get that thing well done. You get that large coat. I know what's up. I'm a red member. Okay? I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm loyal. Thank you. And, and, and she gives me my order. And I come through that drive. She gives me my order. And I say, thank you. And you know what she says back? If y'all don't know, we got a lot of people that work at Chick-fil-A at this church. <laughs> got to know about that. It's in our culture, right? <laughs> Praise God. You ever tried that at Popeye's? Huh? <laughs> they will throw the food out the window at you. You just don't even stop moving. They just, whoa, straight out the window. If they're not mean to you, it's not going to be good. <laughs> you want to tell them the truth? I told you how to word today, Pastor Sean. Hey, why do they do that? Why did you know what they were going to say? When you say, you go in there, and you, you may say thank you seven times to hear them say it's my pleasure, but seven times. Why did you know? Why? Because it was their culture. It was culture. It was built into them. There's a code that is all to themselves that sets them unique. It is different. Listen, church, I just got, ooh, I got a little preach on me. I feel the Holy Ghost. There ought to be a code that comes along with the church. The church is the only people that treats people like this. The church is the only people that love people like this. I don't care what they come from. I don't care what background they are. I don't care what they identify as. I don't care because the Lord will change their identity. It's not my job to clean the fish. It's my job to catch them. 
The church is the only place that serves people like this. Man, there's nobody that'll just serve people like this. The church is the only place where the people walk like this. The church is the only place where they talk like this, where they pray prayers of faith like this. That's the Christians. That's the Christians. See, the disciples of Jesus, the citizens of heaven have a way of living and it's not like the way of this world. This earthly kingdom does things one way, but the kingdom of God is different. See, we forgive our enemies and pray for those who are not like us. It's different. We serve the poor, the broken, the forgotten, the hurting, the lost, everyone expecting nothing in return. It's different. It's different. We pray first about everything and then follow the Holy Spirit's leading when we make a decision. It's different. We turn the other cheek and we respond in kindness, not cussing. It's different. We get, uh, I'm gonna step on some toes. We give the first 10% of our income back to God and he blesses the other 90%. It's different. It's kingdom code. We have faith for miracles, believe for the impossible and then wait for God to move. We don't have to create rain when we know the rainmaker. We are peacemakers, not troublemakers. It's different. We protect our minds and our bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit from sexual impurity and a world that's ran like Sodom and Gomorrah. It's different. We bring others along. We confess our sins, living in community, and we're accountable to each other so we can grow because God didn't create us, create us to do life alone. It's different. I want you to write this down, and if you remember anything from my message today, I want you to remember this, Okay? They're going to put it on the screen, but you can't make a difference if you aren't different. Part of our, part of our vision is we, we want you to know God. We want you to find freedom. We want you to discover your purpose. But the goal here is for you to find fulfillment and make a difference in your life so you lay your head on that pillow every night and go, I lived, because I lived the way God wanted me to live today. But you cannot get to that step and make a difference unless you are different than this world. It's impossible. Instead of reflecting the culture that we experience, we must set the culture. We've got to be culture setters in our, in, in our communities, in our cities, in our families, in ourselves. We set the culture. I like to say it this way. We must be a thermostat, not a thermometer. Right? Be a thermostat, not a thermometer. See, a thermometer says, well, here's what the room is. I know what the room is right now. Hot. Anybody else hot? I just me. Okay, all right. The, the, the thermostat says, or the thermometer says, what, what, this is what the room is. It's, it's 70 degrees. Oh, you know, well, this is what's going on. How's it going? Oh, what are we, are we mad at something today? We're going to get mad? Are we going to cancel, we cancel something today? I like, that's, that's, the, that, that's the thermometer. But the thermostat says, this is what I'm going to be. I know what the room looks like right now, but I have the opportunity to change the atmosphere of the room because I have been given the authority to do so. And it doesn't come from me. It becomes from the king of my kingdom. I'm going to set the temperature in my life. I'm going to set the temperature in my family. 
I'm gonna set the temperature in my kid's life. I'm gonna set the temperature in my marriage. I sure I'm not gonna let the Hollywood or anybody else do it. I'm gonna set the temperature. It's like Daniel in the Old Testament. Daniel lived through four empires and through every one of them he had influence. But I want you to get this, not by cursing the darkness, but by shining a light. We are in a unique space here as a church. It's very important that we know our role. What are the expectations? We think our jobs as Christians is to point out all the wrong with the darkness. I don't agree with that. I'm gonna post about it on Facebook. I just couldn't help but share that on Instagram. It was too good. Huh? I'm not preaching to anybody here. That's second service, but... I say the same thing to second service. That's okay. <laughs> but it's actually our job to shine the light. Jesus didn't say that you will be my laser pointer to identify the darkness and point it out so everybody sees it. That's not what the word says. Jesus said that you will be a city on a hill, a light to a dark world to illuminate and reflect the love of Jesus. You will be salt and light, something different that tastes good and makes life fulfilling. Church, you better hear me today. They've got enough negativity everywhere. They've got enough darkness. They need light. They've got enough of that. They've seen enough fake. They need real. They need authentic people. Not perfect people. The world has seen every overproduced show that you can think of. Hear my heart when I say this. The world needs a fresh baptism of the Holy Spirit. Not another show. Not another overproduced light show and music and all the things. I'm okay if things aren't aren't perfect. As long as Jesus shows up. As long as Jesus shows up. I'm not here as a pastor to sing a few songs and go home. That's why I left everything that I knew and I moved my family here to plant this church is because this city needed a life-giving, spirit-filled church and there's a longing in our soul for have more of God, not less and more of the world. I need more of God. I need him, I need him, I need him. I need him. See, Daniel, Daniel had exceptional qualities that caused the world to take notice. It caused them, they were like, oh, Daniel's different. There's something. There's something different about that guy. There's something about him. See, Daniel, <clears throat> I'm going to dig in. I'm going to preach a little bit right here, okay? Daniel was an ambassador. He was representing God to a culture that didn't serve God. There was something different about old Daniel. What, let me church somebody ask, what are they saying about us? I want them to be saying, Man, there's something different about that crew right there. They wear this, this is living shirt, and man, they've got, they, they got a joy about them. In fact, we had somebody visit this church just a few weeks ago that came to this church because of how impressed they were by a group of our young adults that were in a restaurant wearing our gear, and they saw our website on the back. They checked out our website and visited our church because they were so impressed by the attitude and the, the, the speech of our young adults crew. And let me tell you this. The people that visited were very, 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 very devote, devout Catholic. If y'all hadn't figured it out, we're not that. All right, But there was something attractive. There was something that said, man, I don't know what that is, but I want that. 
I want that. I want that in my life. There's something different about the way they treat their family. There's something different about the way they love people. There's something different about the way they spend their money. There's something different about the things they wear and don't wear. There's something different about the things that they watch and allow into their homes. Y'all didn't amen that, but that's okay. There's something different about the things they say. I'll hammer back on that in just a minute. I just feel the Holy Spirit just leading me right. We can't expect to live out the principles of God when all we do is watch the principles of the world. I know, I know, I know. I sound like the, you know, the prude old pastor over here that just don't, you know, he just watched VeggieTales all the time. I know that's what, y'all, that's, that's what y'all thinking right now. But I'll tell you what. My wife, my wife and I, we, enjoy, we watch shows and we enjoy that. I'm not saying don't watch TV. I'm not saying it's a one-eyed devil and all that kind of stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is you got to use wisdom. Because what you allow into your eyes has a direct connection to your soul. And if you continue to allow things into your soul, eventually what's going to happen is it's going to come out and you're going to live it out. It's not really surprising to see somebody have an affair when all they do is watch shows about having an affair. It's not really surprising to see somebody struggle with drugs when all they do is watch a show about drugs. Does that make sense? we got to be different so we can make a difference. It's not legalism. It's getting closer to Jesus. I love how the world likes to put that stamp. Oh, it challenges me, so it's legalism. No, we're trying to get close to Jesus. Whatever I have to do to close. Here's the deal. At the end of the day, I'm not trying to skirt as close to the world as I can and just make it to heaven. That's not my goal. I love Jesus so much. Dude, I'm going to be hugging his leg the whole way. You're going to have to drag me, sucker. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my goal here. That's my goal. See, Daniel walked into every culture shining a light of a different kingdom. I'm here representing a kingdom that's not me. See, the thing you've got to understand is that I'm not here preaching my ideas, my thoughts on a subject, my opinions, my political party. I'm just not. I'm not ever going to be. Well, Pastor Michael, what's your opinion on this? Let me answer your question with a question. What does it matter what my opinion is? Y'all don't give a flying rip about my opinion. Y'all need to know what the Word of God says. I'm here representing somebody else. Right? I'm here to reflect light. That's what I'm here to do. See, the Bible doesn't change because our opinions do. Right is still right, but wrong is still wrong. Sin is still wrong. Sin is still sin, but grace is still grace. And I'm not here to share my opinion with you, but I'm here representing the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And I'm here to tell you what he says, not what I have to say, because I'm an ambassador of a kingdom that I don't own. 2 Corinthians 5 and 20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. See, God is reaching the world through you. You've got to understand is that the church is God's plan A and there is no plan B. There is none. There is no plan B. There is no backup plan. That's why we're building a building in the middle of a recession. That's why we're building a building in the middle of a pandemic because people need a savior and they're hungry and he's using us to help them see that. That's the goal here. He's making an appeal because we're ambassadors for his kingdom. 
See, ambassadors represent their home country while working and living in another country. My God. The country that they're living in is not their home. See, heaven is my home. It's not this world. <clears throat> it's not. You know that my old pastor used to sing a song, Some glad morning when this life is over. Oh, my God, we're going to get some southern gospel in this church. <laughs> Give me a steel guitar and let's go. Hey, but I know there's an old song and some of y'all young people are like, I'll fly away, that's cheesy. But I tell you what, there's going to be a day. This world is not my home. Some glad morning when this world, I'm not going to be here, church. I'm an ambassador of another kingdom. See, ambassadors are representatives of another land. I may live here, but I represent there. The ambassador carries all the authority of their nation. They represent the country that they came from, and they come with authority that sends them there. That's why we exercise the authority of the name of Jesus when we pray, when we baptize, when we worship, when we live, and when we breathe. See, in Jesus' name is not abracadabra, but we're invoking the authority of our homeland. My God, we're invoking the authority of the king of our kingdom. See, that's why I pray over sickness and I say, with the authority that comes with the name of Jesus, sickness must go. With the authority that comes in the name of Jesus, depression has to flee. Disease can't stay. Death can be dead. Oh my. I'm just, I'm just getting under the light, make sure y'all still in the house. I just, I. With the authority that comes with the name of Jesus, addiction can't be here. Curses don't exist because of the authority of the name of Jesus. I'm praying in the name of the kingdom that I represent, and it has nothing to do with Michael Scobie or Vibrant Church, but everything to do with the name of Jesus Christ. See, countries have presidents, but kingdoms have a king. We are ambassadors, and this is the embassy. That's why church is so important. That's why church, online church will never be the future. The in-person church will never fade away because that's the word of God. This is the embassy, and we are ambassadors, amen? I gotta hurry. I gotta hurry. Carmen's getting nervous right now. <clears throat> Kings don't get voted into office. In a kingdom, our opinions don't matter. In a kingdom, your purpose is to serve the purpose of the king. You don't get to vote on him. You don't get to vote on his policies. You don't get to recall the king. He doesn't have a popularity poll on Fox News or CNN. When you receive his salvation, you submit to his kingship. How I live on earth is not informed by what the earth wants, but it's informed by heaven. Not my will, but God's will for my life. Your kingdom come, your will be done. I'm trying to shift the culture of earth to reflect the culture of heaven. And that's my job as an ambassador because there's a kingdom code. There's a kingdom code. Y'all come place, so I'll hush. As we dive in in the next four weeks, I want to give you some very practical things. I'm going to break down some things. I'm going to preach some things that are on my heart. This is a discipleship and value series. If you want to know what this church is about, before you make a decision and you're going to go to next, I want you to come to this series. 
and hear my heart. And if you like it, then go to next. Okay? I want you to do that. But there, there are four things, four applications that I want you to do this series. Okay? And these are things, don't, don't, don't skimp on it. Don't do three. Don't do two. Do, you got to do all four. Okay? Number one, I want you to work on yourself. You got to work on yourself. You are either your greatest asset or your worst liability. And you've got to be honest about where you're at. You got to work on yourself. The second thing is you've got to work on your priorities. You've got to fight for the ultimate, not the immediate. Our, our world is out of whack here. John Maxwell said, you can't manage your time. You manage your priorities, right? Is God's house first? Well, I got this thing, Pastor Michael. You know, I got this thing. What? Is God's house first? I'm not saying don't go on vacation. I'm not saying that. But it, it, when it comes down to it, are you going to choose to sleep in? Or are you going to choose to come to the kingdom, uh, come to the house of God? first in all things. I'll break that down another week. Number three, work on your strengths. You can reach the potential of your purpose if you do this. Focus in on your strengths. You don't have to be anybody else. God didn't create you to be somebody else. God didn't create me to be the the pastor down the street. They're awesome and I believe in them, but I ain't them. I'm a whole lot more redneck. Y'all don't like it, go there. I mean, if you like it, stay here. I, I, whatever. God didn't create you to be somebody else. Well, there's so much better. I don't care. Be you. Work on what God made you for. I'll get into that in another series. You can only be 100% of who God wants you to be. Right? Number four, work with others. You cannot be effective alone. Short term, you can. But long term, you cannot be effective alone. You need other people. What you need to do is right after church today, let me give you a tangible next step. You need to go sign up for a life group. Everyone. I wish everyone in this house, everyone online, I wish you would go sign up for a life group right now. Never right now. Go after church. Do it. Get on a team. Go through next. Be a part of something. Maybe you've decided this is going to be your house. Go through next. Stop. Stop putting it off. Stop. Stop saying, stop creating excuses. Say, this is going to be my home. I'm committing. I'm going to start pitching the tent that I get to receive cover for. That wasn't even in my notes. Stand with me across the room today. Let me close with this. Musicians, uh, singers, we might just sing lightly. We might just sing lightly. <clears throat> one thing that I, I, I did as a side hustle before I planted the church was I'm a graphic designer. I actually did um, corporate design work for Chick-fil-A back in the day. That's, you know. Um, so Chick-fil-A helped plant the church. Amen. Um, but uh, one thing that I've gotten to work on is uh, with our logo of our church, uh, we worked on it uh, with a few graphic designers and we had some very intentional things about our colors and what we wanted to do, we receive compliments about our logos all the time. Like, man, it's so great. It speaks to your church. Like, well, we're very intentional about it. Well, with that, for us to be able to put a logo in on our sign uh, in the in our township in the woodlands, they're very particular about it. You have to go get a trademark. And so when we launched this church, we actually, um, we got our trademark and applied for it and we let it go and, and just applied for it and thought it was good. Well, it turns out it was not good. And now we're working with 
uh, lawyers and, a, and it's a whole mess because the township is wanting to fine us because we don't have a, a trademark. And, and it turns out there's this, this, this tension. And let me tell you about this tension is that there's another agency or another uh, group that is claiming the trademark Vibrant. And it's actually a hospice home in Michigan and they call themselves Vibrant Life. And then we're Vibrant Church Houston. And because of our, our logos are very similar, the trademark, okay, I want you to miss this. The trademark is in question and there's lawyers and they're battling out and they're fighting it. But the thing I want you to get is that the one who gets the identity gets the authority, right? The one who gets the identity, the one who wins that and gets the identity gets the authority that comes with that trademark, okay? We've got to give up our identity in this kingdom so we can experience the authority that comes with his kingdom. You've got to give up your identity in this kingdom. Well, the world says I am this, I don't care. The world says I do this, I don't care. The world says I should do this, I don't care. I'm giving up my identity in this kingdom so I can experience the authority that comes with his kingdom. See, in foreign countries, we have an embassy. Our country has an embassy and the embassy is, it's American soil, even abroad. Okay? That even if you get in trouble, it's an embassy and it's a source of protection. You can just get to the embassy and you'll be okay. <clears throat> if you can just get to the embassy, that's why it doesn't matter what kind of darkness comes at you out there, you know, as long as you get to that embassy. Guys, this church is an embassy of the kingdom. That's why all of the things that you face in your world, all of the things in the darkness and the struggle and the stress and the anxiety and all of the things. That's why I hear so many people come and tell me, well, I just feel so much better when I just get here. It's because you're at the embassy. You're at the embassy of the kingdom that you don't reckon. You don't own it. You're in a different place. If you can just get to this church, you're safe. You're safe. Some of you have come into this building and you have just been beat down by the struggles of life going into summer, which is supposed to be one of the happiest times of the year. You are beat down by the struggles of life and you are struggling. It would took everything that you could do to put your pants on and get to church today. It took everything that you could do to get to muster up enough something to get to church today. Every eye closed, every head bowed. Maybe that's you and you've walked into this house and but now you recognize that there is hope. And the reason why you feel better when you get here is because of the, 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 the source of our hope, which is Jesus. That this is his house and his kingdom. And that the reason why you feel a joy that you haven't experienced previously is because you're walking into the kingdom. Some of you don't know what to do on your next step. You're like, well, I, I feel this, but what do I do? Well, your first step is just simply to give your life to Jesus in a moment like this. It's simply to give your life to Jesus. Maybe you've, you've, you've done this in the past and, and, and you've walked away from God and, and now you're coming back and you're like, man, I need all of Jesus. The pandemic has beat me down. The, the recession has beat me down. The family issues have beat me down, but I need to turn my life back over to Jesus. Maybe I described you today, every head bowed, every eye closed. If you want to give your life to Jesus, maybe for the first time or maybe again, would you just let it be known by lifting your hand across this room today? If you want to give your life to the Lord today, that's beautiful. I love it. Pray this prayer with me, everybody in the church. Let's pray this together. Dear God, I want to be a part of your family. You said in your word, 
that if I acknowledge that you raised Jesus from the dead and I accept him as my Lord and Savior, I would be saved. So God, I repent. I turn from my ways. I turn from my sin. And I accept that Jesus rose from the dead and he is alive to be my Savior. I give him my life as my personal Savior. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Church, come on. Can we celebrate the people that just gave?